You're good to go? Yeah. We're good to go. Oh, yeah. All right. You want to know why? Because we got it going on. I kind of got it going on. No, no. I feel like I sort of have it going on right now. We've we got it going on? Definitely got it going on. All right. We do got it going on today. A lot to come today. We'll get to uh, our Wednesday night trivia, WNT from last night. A lot of great answers. And that last check, I don't think we got a winner. I wonder. Now, this would be the third day in a row. Not three in a row. No, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have I double That's what I'm saying. Everybody? What are you doing over there? Wow. So maybe, maybe we need to throw out a clue and see if somebody can get it before the end of the show. Before the end of the show. All right. I'm gonna All I'm right. gonna come up with a clue. Okay. So like I'm gonna get a clue. Make it obvious. Oh, make it obvious. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anyway, you, you, you just, here is yeah. the clue. Okay, you're working on the clue, and we'll see if we can get a correct answer. We'll still go through some of the answers we got so far, but hopefully, before the end of the show, oh, we can get it, what happened. Oh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, it showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. It showed. Okay. Up. The clue. <laughs> does that does that sum it up? Okay. It should give we'll it see. away. We'll see if that works. We're Maybe trying. I should edit it and say, "Here's your clue." I better, I better put <laughs> yeah, that yeah, on you, there. Yeah, yeah, you might want to spell yeah, that. Out, right. but, but anyway, hey, it's Mike and John. Got it going on. Brought to you by Firehouse Doors. We have a busy day today. Yes, we're busy, gonna be, busy, busy. We're going to be talking choo-choo trains with Rich Pearlberg. Really? Unless you know, yeah, Rich has some sort of train fetish that we're going to indulge. He's. Uh, I bet he's got an engineer cap. He's yeah, he may wearing. have maybe left a little whistle. <laughs> a <winter. laughs> he's going to look like the guy in Conjunction Junction. Right. What's your function? Uh, That'll oh. be, um, I'm going to okay. picture Rich that way. When, you know, when he said that, I, originally I was thinking Petticoat Junction. No, no, I was no, thinking no. Uncle Joe. <laughs> well, <laughs> moving off of slow. He's moving off of slow, but uh, no. But no, no. The, the guy from, uh, right. from Conjunction Junction. What's your function? <laughs> right. Okay. And then, after we indulge Rich Proberg's train fetish, Sure. We will talk with Jerry Millen. We're going to get the straight dope. <laughs> well, owner of, <laughs> owner of the Greenhouse Dispensary in Walt Lake. And uh, he has just unveiled a new website called BrightonTruth.com. Talking about the ballot initiative coming up November 8th in Brighton. So we'll be talking with Jerry Millen. Brighton Truth. Yeah, BrightonTruth.com. See, so whenever you say truth, yeah. I automatically start to think of people who lie. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, but I that, do. But that's what he's actually, well, we'll talk to him about right. He's calling we'll, out we'll, the lies. Calling out the lies, yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Maybe we should MikeandJohnTruth.com. I don't think we want that. <laughs> you, you, MikeandJohnTruth.com. You can't handle <laughs> the truth. <laughs> you did, no one really can. It's uh, uh, 
know. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's an action-packed show. We'll also get to the two-cent history lesson. Don't forget that. You need to learn a little something on yeah, this show. I suppose. Wow. <laughs> no, no. I... I value that, that, that history I lesson. The way you said it, I did. I good. don't think we could put that on MikeAndJohnTruth.com. I, I was a history major. I don't think I appreciate we could put that on there because you yeah. you seem to be you dismissed I, it a little I bit. I appreciate you history. did. I did. You know what? I appreciate a good news story. Okay. Maybe you can find one. I do. As we get into local well, news, brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. Students in a local elementary school were kept inside the building on Wednesday while a threat was being investigated. Southwest Elementary in the Howell Public School District was placed on shelter-in-place mode after students shared that a family member had made a concerning statement about coming to school with a crossbow. According to the district spokesman, Tom Gould, the shelter in place allowed law enforcement to look into the situation while ensuring students and staff were safe. They were allowed to move inside the building but had to remain inside. How Police Chief Scott Manor tells Gigo News their school resource officer investigated the alleged threat and found it was not credible. He says they closed out the investigation as unfounded. The shelter in place was lifted about 2.15 in the afternoon and students were released as normal. As their respective teams prepare for a battle on the gridiron, Michigan and Michigan State fans also will compete. Except this battle will be to raise money for Vena Community Dental Center. The 14th Annual Vena Tailgate Fundraiser set for Thursday, October 27th at Crystal Gardens from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. The night consists of a silent auction with more than 100 silent auction items, including fall decor, fan gear, golf packages, collectible items, gift cards, and tickets to various sporting events. There will also be a live auction for tickets to the Michigan-Michigan State football game this year. More than 200 people have come together with the goal of raising money to provide low-cost dental care to the underserved populations in Livingston County. You'll find details through a link on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. Also on our website, you'll find today Gigo News' Leah Craig, continuing the opportunity to get to know the various candidates for local school boards. Today, today, profiling those seeking a seat on the Howell Public School Board of Education. And again, you'll find that rundown on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Mark and Barb Binkley still the diamond capital of the world, picking out diamonds for you. No, it's not a thermos. It's diamonds. <laughs> you know, we make that reference. I don't know that everyone's going to get that reference. Steve Martin, the jerk. Right, thank you. Picking out a thermos for you. you got to flip the water with your thumbs while you're doing it. Because <laughs> he's in the tub. You either, know, you either know what the hell we're talking about or you don't. I, I thought Bernadette Peters was in the tub. No, he wasn't he in the tub? No, she was in the tub. i got to look that you up. you got to look that up. Well, I talk about right. Cooper and Bingley Jewelers. Bernadette Peters Antwerp. in the tub. <laughs> a bubble bath? Yeah. Maybe he was okay. in the tub. I think he was in the tub. You know, you might be right. All right. You better look that up. I'm Steve just going to type out picking out a thermos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're picking out diamonds for you in the diamond capital of the world, Antwerp, Belgium. And they'll be back soon with those diamonds to custom design pieces just for you and your loved ones. If you'd like something designed just for you, stop by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. They also carry the latest designs from Simon G. and Zagani. Cooper and Binkley Jewelers on Main Street in downtown Brighton and online at cooperandbinkleyjewelers.com. Right. Oh, no, that's a that's no, a no. Yeah, just yeah, I'm okay. working on. I'm working on. Right, it. You're working on it, yeah. are you? He's working on it. He is. Yeah. All right. Yep. You were right. Steve Martin's in the tub. Yeah. Okay. I on. thought. All right. Hold on. I'm picking out a thermos for you. See, he's flapping the water. Okay. Boy, is he young. <laughs> and his dog was there too. Yeah, you yeah, remember right. what his dog's name? Sure. <laughs> Don't call that dog. 
Call him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, we've had a little fun right. with Cooper well, Bingley and Cooper Bingley Jewelers and Steve Martin in a bubble bath. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that everywhere now. You do really you? don't. Absolutely. You not. really don't. All right. Um, let's get, let's uh, scan back to some of our trivia answers from last night. We'll see if we if anybody picked up on the clue real quick. Um, Seventy-eight percent of women get annoyed with their man when he does this. What is it? And of this course, this is kind of a wide open question. It, it really I mean, was. I, I think um, you know, and I kind of figured that, but I I thought for sure somebody would get this. Well, so bat. far, you thought wrong. I did think wrong. Did but I put him in order? Maybe the clue. Put, maybe the clue will help. Uh, leaves the toilet seat up, of course. Is that's that's just been so old and cliche, right? That and I'm sorry. I think after generations of this old cliche being, I don't know many guys who aren't well indoctrinated. Seems that seems to be the hot word these days. Ooh. Into making sure that the seat is down. I mean, I think if if you're if if a guy isn't putting the seat down, it's on purpose at this point. Oh you think yeah. So? I'm just gonna leave it up. I'll leave it up. I'll just leave it up. See, so yeah, be a little lazy. Two in the morning when you fall in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, leaves only a square or two of TP on the roll. Mm. That's kind of rude. That's that's very rude. Yes, it is. Eats the leftovers. Uh, leaves dirty socks on the floor. Leaves towels on the floor. Or dirty clothes on the floor. Right. All great answers, but hey, not Rob. Right. Pick up your clothes. Yeah. Um. I just see, you know, a guy just taking up as close as he walks to his bed. He's just throwing them off. Sue says, tells me how to do things. Mansplaining. Mansplaining is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Falls asleep on the couch in the middle of the Hold on, hold on. Ladies, mansplaining is when a guy, I mean, you may not know what, but let me explain. So, it's when a guy tries to explain to you. Okay. Uh, Grace says farts. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like that? I, I thought they... Would appreciate that. Uh, let's <laughs> little see. Dutch, Smokes, little Dutch oven, honey. Okay, so <laughs> do you have them? Have the answers pulled up? Uh, I did. All right, uh, we'll, we'll move on to a few. Uh, <laughs> spends forever in the bathroom. Okay. Right. Interrupts her. Farts under the blanket yeah. and covers her. Head. The Dutch oven. I I have never done that. To uh, that my to me is other. that That's, to me is I want a divorce time. Yeah, that is just you're asking for the divorce at that point. Now there needs to be some explaining on this one. Katie says clips his toenails. I would think he would want his toenails clipped. Now yeah. if he leaves the toenail clippings all over the place, I could understand why you might be upset or annoyed. Yeah. Um, uses the phone while they're spending time together. Yeah, that's a really good guess. That's annoying, no matter who does it. We may have a winner, by the way. Really, somebody picked up on the clue. Mm-hmm. All right, the clue. Well, what was what was the one you think's the winner? We have to refresh because it just it literally it just came just in. came in. This just in. This just in. Yeah, mine's refreshing. Yeah. Our good friend Tanya. Yes, she answered. The clue was yeah. the lions. And Tanya just chimed in, yeah. saying, "I would hope you mean root for the lions, not, not does the lions." <laughs> I can see a much higher percentage of women getting annoyed by the latter. Yeah, Tanya, leave the jokes to us because we can make them just as bad as that. Yes, one. we can. Yeah, but the, I, I think that you think we're going to qualify that. Cheers or screams? Yeah, for 
his favorite sports teams. Right. That was the correct answer. I would think it would be more annoying because I know my wife gets annoyed at this with with me and my my boys when we're yelling at, what are they doing? (laughs) Right. Can you not tackle? Right, right, right. right when right. when you get to that point, I, I, I could see not that long. I mean, well, I guess it was a few years ago. But my daughter watching a game, and I'm like, "What are you watching?" And after a time, she goes, "If it makes you mad, why are you watching it?" I mean, it was very you know out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. Just the way she said it, it wasn't. She didn't even mean it sarcastically. No. It was like almost like, well, it really was just like legitimate. Like, I'm very confused as to why you put yourself through this. Yeah. And I was too. I had no good answer. There really isn't a good answer. Unlike Tanya's answer, which was the correct well, answer. Tanya wins yeah, a fifty dollar right. gift certificate from Murphy's Family Auto and will be in the drawing for the Liftmaster eighty three sixty five garage door opener from Firehouse Stores. And that comes with two remotes and a keyless entry pad. True indeed. Firehouse doors? No. Yeah, no, you said it was part, no, no diplomatic it, immunity. No. <laughs> You can't keep calling. Diplomatic community. Diplomat, just put the diplomatic community. <laughs> I don't have my wallet on me. Firehouse Doors have been serving Livingston County residents for the past 24 years. They're a family-owned business. They strive to treat each customer like, like customer like family. Firehouse Doors. Here, make that to two dollar IOU. Veteran-owned. Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. They're your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And for the past 21 years, Firehouse Doors has been Livingston. County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. Call them today, 810-599-7480. That's a IOU $2 plus the late fee. Yeah. All right. It's time to uh, give our conductor a call. You mean Rich Pearlberg? Rich Pearlberg? Yeah. The conductor? Yeah. Because he, you know. he wants to talk about trains. So. Get Choo Choo Boy on the line. I, I will. You know, the less you know is brought to you by Jordan Gensel. It is indeed, actually. Another dollar. Another no, dollar. Diplomatic community. <laughs> I gotta just. <laughs> We're gonna need to get more advertisers because I'm running out of money. Indeed, you are. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Starts, I'm gonna start something for you. You, you can do yeah, that if you like. Right. Uh, yes, I'm... it is brought to you by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. If you want a realtor who can help educate you about the communities where you're looking to move, give them a call. 248-444-9777 or find them on Facebook at Jordan Genso Community Servant Community Realtor. Choo-choo! <laughs> Good morning, Rich. <laughs> it is the less you know. Now, yeah. we, we are kind of curious as to your fascination with trains. Um, or a particular I'm train. I'm surprised at that. I mean, isn't everybody? Um, well, you have a particular train that you're uh, this is the one focused from, on. It goes more than how much time you guys have this morning? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll see. Let's try not to derail this, okay? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, really? Really? <laughs> we don't want to get off the tracks. Yes. Okay. All right. Locomotive Rich. No, I, I tell you what. I, I, I'm the whole world is interested, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to trains or bad tra- mass transit. I use them. I'm frequently taking a train to Chicago, taking a to Toronto. Is in uh, Europe. 
Right. They actually took a train out to Colorado. They're, they're great opportunities. So the particular train we're talking about is the one going up to Traverse City. It will run from Ann Arbor through yeah, Howell Arbor. up to Traverse City. Yeah. Well, there's, there's been a number. I mean, the average of Traverse City one, which has gotten a little bit of news, not much, because it got still another grant to do, still another study. Um, and there, there are proposals saying you can take this Ann Arbor to Traverse City train and it'll just be the greatest thing since sliced bread. But it's also uh, has projections that are just just impossible to believe and yet and yet the proponents who are the only ones who take it seriously just ignore them i mean they they're projecting ridership and revenue that is greater than what is already in existence between the amtrak trains uh in michigan to uh, chicago there's two major routes one from port Huron, one from detroit and they've been in existence for a long time, and there's a heck of a lot more people between Detroit and Chicago than between Ann Arbor and uh, Traverse City. And yet uh, they feel that uh, comfortable with uh, expensive studies that say that, that the traffic to Traverse City from Ann Arbor will be much greater than the existing traffic between Ann Arbor and part of to Chicago. Uh, of course, they, if you read deep into the uh, to the study, you guys' eyes glassy, you know, yeah? mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they, they have all sorts of different caveats in there. Well, it, it depends on how much money they put into uh, fixing the uh, the rail. The the rail isn't right. There's an there's existing to, track to, to that... take a fast train. Right. I mean, otherwise yeah. it'll take forever. Right. So they're talking anywhere from one to four billion dollars. Wow. In, in, uh, uh, track uh, improvement costs, which to me is a huge, a huge gap. You know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of. There's, there's a big difference. Round up, yeah. <laughs> One, four, whatever. Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh, you know, as far as the the numbers go, um, are people even any more traveling to Chicago from Michigan? Oh. Via train, yes, you know, anymore, and, and you, you know? be fair, and I, I try to be fair with the numbers. The numbers took a dive a few years ago, yeah. but that was because of COVID. Uh, people do use the train, yeah. Uh, they, I, I don't, I don't think it's huge numbers, but they use it. Uh, my son used to use the train to go to school in Kalamazoo, but but he quit doing it because it, it was not reliable. They kept having uh, significant amounts of delays. The, the the Detroit Chicago train is used. We're, we're, we do have train travel in this country. Amtrak, especially in the East, is, is popular. Or Joe Biden, Biden was um, famous for uh, taking the train from Washington uh, to his home in uh, Delaware when he was a uh, U.S. senator. He took it like daily. So, so but, but the, the, the thing that bothers me the most, and what got me back on it again, is uh, if you, have you heard about the bullet train in California? I have not. Well, high, high speed train. They, right. they have okay. high speed trains in places, especially in Asia. And there's a push to join the United States. And so there were proponents who said, hey, let's do it between LA and San Francisco. You know, it's, it's a heavily traveled road. Uh, we can we can show high speed works, and in 2008 they actually passed a bond issue with the idea that they spend 33 billion dollars. These are big dollars, and they would have the trade up and running by 2020. Well, 
concern is that projects like the one in California, uh, that, that that's going to be mirrored here, the, the, the project that, that we're talking about in Michigan, uh, that there'd be similar type cost overruns and unrealistic uh, deadlines that would be set. Um, it's, it's not a concern, it's a fact. No. The, the, the Wally line, which was talked about years ago yeah. uh, between Holland and Ann Arbor, which we'll never get anywhere, started out with the, the premise that well, the tracks are already in place. There's there's train cars already available. It will only take a, a million dollars to get it up and running. Who wouldn't want to give that a chance when it's only a million dollars? Well, then the, the startup costs grew to $33 million. And people said, see, it's going to be a good idea. It's only $33 million. And then it grew to $133 billion. Uh, and, and, and the projections are just ridiculous and the justification is people say well look it'll stop the uh, congestion on us uh right. ease the congestion on us 23 or we could put a flex lane in <laughs> i mean that's what they ended up doing for the train yeah. <laughs> oppose the flex lane because it would it would work and it was the the um the congestion argument was ridiculous because even if the ridership projections were reached which which they won't be it would make no discernible difference in the, in the traffic on, on US 23 right. um, and if you lived in Brighton which is where most of the uh, majority of the proposed ridership might come from you would have to take your car halfway to Ann Arbor to Whitmore Lake before you could pick up the uh, pick up the train then you'd have to take it to east of Ann Arbor and, and then find a way to get to your job or your downtown from there. And there was only two or three trains that were going to run a day. Right. So there's, there, was just, there, there was are no details to that. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this though. All right. So yeah. so so let's okay. let's look. Uh, we could pick apart that proposal, and, and and rightly so. There are issues that you brought up that are worthy of certainly picking apart. But let me just ask the bigger question. So you mentioned okay. Asia, you mentioned Europe, and I know you know. These nations in these regions of the world have have found the ability to build these high speed rail systems that are efficient, that do carry thousands, tens of thousands of people every day in mass transit successfully. Why can't we do this? What is preventing us from doing that in this country? Irregardless of this particular proposal, we seem to be unable to make these investments in infrastructure to do something that, frankly, the rest of the world is already doing. We like to drive our trucks, John. That's why. Uh, I'm not sure how much. I mean, you do have high speed. I took one in Italy. It was great. Part of the reason is just the history. I mean, after the war, you had a lot of... um, the, the the war, the World War II, you had a lot of uh, Europe devastated, and they didn't have cars, they didn't have the money, so trains were an option. It was also a 
priority that was that was set at the time. Um, there was a time I don't know if it's still in place where bus routes were not allowed by government law because they would compete against trains. You, you couldn't have regularly scheduled bus lines because they wanted you to take the trains. It was a it was a national priority. In, in the United States, we do have train lines, but we. Um, we emphasized freight. In fact, Europeans come to the America to, to try to learn how to uh, how, how to get better business on freight. And the difference is, we give the priorities to freight trains, and, and Europe gave priorities to passenger trains. But you've also made you've also got some regulatory issues. One of the problems in California was politics played. The reason the train line was altered was because there were powerful politicians who got the route moved to Dimlin uh, because they thought it would help their communities. They actually got a, a, in answer to your question, they realized Europe, Europe does it better. So they got uh, a French train company to, uh, to come in to be a consultant. And after a few years, they threw up their hands on the left and said, this is ridiculous. We're gonna go someplace where there's, not, where there's less regulations. Right. They went to Morocco in Northern Africa, and they got their train, and it's been up and running since 2018. So we've got some real problems with how we handle it. I honestly think if we were going to go the train route, I think it would be privatized, much like the space situation is now. If it, if it were really profitable, I think that's where it would go. So well, penis-shaped trains? I don't know either way. It has, be, it has to be profitable. I mean, right, right. Highway car, car travel, truck travel doesn't pay its own trade. We we pay taxes to support vehicle uh, transportation. So I, I think we I think in some places, pardon the pun, the train has left the station. We have developed other forms of transportation, and it's almost prohibitively expensive to to get the land, tear up property, and improve the tracks um, in such a way that will significantly change the way rail happens in the United States. Well, we also have we, we also we special have now. Providers yeah. so there's going to be the I, major source of some people in life. Right. I, I mean, I think you're right. To, to, I think it's a good point to say that, uh, you know, we've emphasized freight over passenger rail in this country. Uh, that's true. I, I, I do still think that there are special interests, uh, you know, like the automakers, like the road builders, who have historically and even continuing today have discouraged mass transit and this is a larger discussion about other than the project that we originally started talking about this train project but i i just think that as we look to the future we do need to find ways to encourage efficient mass transit um and you know if we like to think of ourselves oh we're the country that went to the moon and you know uh we can do it but we're we're bogged down in all of these various details as to why we aren't doing it um and yeah, there is no solution. In heavily, heavily uh, congested areas. I mean, if you've ever been to Washington or Chicago and trying to drive a car around, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's massive traffic jams. And yet, both of those cities have pretty good uh, uh, local mass transit systems. You know, you, but no one uses them. I'm just uh, saying, that's not true. But that's I, not true. That they, they do use them. Well, uh, not if they're sitting on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the freeways are clogged, then they're obviously not using the mass transit. I'm not saying people aren't using the transit system. I'm just saying, again, there's an emphasis on freeways. I mean, and that, that goes to, and this is a larger discussion, we got to wrap this up, but I mean, 
I think that almost goes to the American character of individualism and 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 freedom and you know I don't we don't want to be I don't want to be collectively traveling with other people I want to be in my Ford F four fifty barreling down US twenty three at four miles an hour. I see what you're saying. You're saying well, although people use the trains and a lot of people don't, and I think that's the great point. Despite all the traffic jams, despite the, the cost of having a car, finding a place to park, and despite the delays you're going to have, there's people who have this mass transit option and still don't use it. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you can't go through a drive-thru with the train. Let's face <laughs> well, it. You're on your way you know to work. What? You can't go through the drive-thru. Then you open up a McDonald's on the train. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> All right. Well, well we're going to have to wrap it up there. But uh, uh, once again, we know less about everything. That's right. And, um, That's all right. But, uh, just put a plug in for, I think, the debates tonight between uh, for the governor's candidates. That is tonight. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be quite I'm talking about being derailed. Thank you for letting me get the train talk off. You've been listening to Train Talk with Rich Grover and the less you know. Brought to you by, whether he likes it or not, Jordan Genso. Rich, have a great week. At Remax Platinum. If you want a realtor who can help educate you about the communities where you're looking to move, whether it's by train or F450. Hey, if you want a house, buy a train track. Well, there you go. You can say big money because the noise sucks <laughs> Go and Jordan. the house will vibrate but maybe you like well, that well no if those high speed trains will go they're pretty quiet 248 444 or find them on Facebook at Jordan Genso Community Servant Community Realtor alright we're late we're late for a very important date really yeah indeed <laughs> no I'm not doing it no, another one I'm not doing three it. in one day I don't day. care no you can't make me sue me take me to court I don't care alright we said we were going to talk with Jerry Mellon we did uh, I did were you telling we the truth or were you lying about talking <laughs> well, to we'll Jerry well we'll find out <laughs> good morning Jerry it's Mike and John and um, we were just talking about the truth and nothing but the truth <laughs> as John said indeed one more time yeah. and has not pitched in to his tip jar yeah he has vowed not to Jerry say has indeed. no idea what the hell you're talking uh, I'm about. I'm just letting him know what's going on around um, here. So, uh, so Jerry, uh, you unveiled a website yesterday called brightontruth.com. And before we continue the discussion, let's uh, you know, let's play that uh, let's play that spot right now. And, uh, and and then we can talk about it after. So just- Hi, this is Jerry Millen, longtime Livingston County resident and owner of the Greenhouse of Walled Lake. Brighton City residents, you're being lied to. Check out brightontruth.com. We'd like to bring a greenhouse medical facility to Brighton and give patients safe access. We're asking Brighton residents to vote yes on a medical marijuana facility being allowed in Brighton. Please check out brightontruth.com. The Reefer Madness Group, they're lying to you. See the truth, brightontruth.com. Discover the truth at brightontruth.com Okay, so... Uh, Boy, who does the voiceover work on that? Yeah, well, but the guy in the middle, it's almost like he's been in radio before. Yeah. I, <laughs> a couple times, yeah. 
couple of overnight shifts. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so talk to us about brightontruth.com and, and what it is you're, you're hoping to accomplish with all this. Well, you, you know, John, it's a long story, but I'll keep it short. Um, you know, for three years, I've been trying to bring a medical marijuana facility. Like, we have at the greenhouse of all like to the city of Brighton because uh, we, have, we have about 700 customers from the city of Brighton proper alone to come to the greenhouse, and probably 1,700 total within Brighton, Brighton Township. So Brighton is my downtown. That's where me, my kids, and my wife, we go to the festivals. You know, we live in Heartland. We've lived here many, many years, and so Brighton's our downtown. And I've been trying to do it. You know, the former mayor, I, I believe, was behind. You know, uh, you know, bringing it in. The former city manager wanted it. Uh, most people left. Um, there's some. I don't know if there's an going on or what, but those left the cops on. So I decided to, to try it again this year. I, I bought Rollins, as everybody knows, and I sold it to take the heat off the city because everybody thought I wanted to put a marijuana facility downtown. We're not ready for that yet in Brighton. I, I get it. But what's happening is there's this group of people that are fear-mongering and saying that that there's going to be unlimited numbers, it's going to be downtown, it's going to be in your kid's cafeteria that make it sound like we sell cannabis to kids. That is not the truth whatsoever. You have to be 21 years of age to go in with an ID and to buy recreational cannabis at 18 for medical if you have a card. So what happened is there's a ballot initiative. That ballot initiative is going to be on the ballot November 8th. It's really not what you're voting on. The city council has decided to put in a trigger ordinance. So if the ballot initiative that's on the ballot on November 8th passes in the city of Brighton, they are going to pass their own ordinance that is on the city of Brighton's website right now. You can go to the agendas and minutes on the cityofbrighton.com or org, and you will see their ordinance for marijuana. Now my question is, why would they do an ordinance for six months ago so they're not going to do one? Because if this one passes on the ballot, because it's not a good one, their ordinance will take effect. They're not telling people that because they don't want people to know that. But you're actually voting on the ballot, not the ballot initiative, you're voting on the ordinance that's on the city of Bright's website. Confusing, right? Well, if Slightly. I remember right, this was uh, this was the thing that you pretty much said was going to happen yeah. uh, from the get-go when we talked to you a few months back. So uh, that's where we're at now. But you're saying that if it does pass, whatever's on the uh, city's website is really what's going to pass. Correct, right. There will not be unlimited dispensaries. That is a lie. There will only be two. Two dispensaries, that's it. They'll have to be 800 feet from a school, church, any type of facility like that. So there will not be any dispensaries downtown. So not unlimited. There won't be any downtown. There won't be any near schools or churches or anywhere else. So you're being lied to because they're saying unlimited. It's going to be downtown. It's going to be next door. It's going to be in your kid's playground. That's not the case. It will be none of those. It'll be two stores way outside downtown, away from churches, schools, and everything. So we set up brightontruth.com, and I cut a video. We spent a lot of time and effort, because that's what we do. We're television producers also. We spent a lot of time and effort to put this video together to show people that this is what the city is. The city has their own ordinance, so we're voting on the city's ordinance. And if it doesn't pass this time... I'll be back next year with an ordinance. I mean, it's, I'll be back. You know, well, I think that's a great point that you bring up because I think there's a lot of people that think this is going to be the one and only vote on this issue on the ballot. And then if, if they vote it down, this issue goes away and it's all done. But that it's that really just kicks the can, kicks this, it down the road. If, it, it? if they vote it down on November 8th, uh, it just votes down that particular ordinance. Correct. And a ballot initiative like the one that put this on the ballot. As you just mentioned, you can bring back one. Other people can bring back one, uh, and the issue is going to keep coming back around. I think that that's a, I think that's a fairly uh, safe statement to say that even if this fails November eighth, this issue is going to come back to the ballot. 
This is going to come back every year. It's not if, it's when. Cannabis is already in bright. There's hundreds of illegal delivery services all around Livingston County where your kids can order marijuana to their house. You know, then that's 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 a bigger issue, and that that's not the legal market. That's not who we are. You know, you need safe access, and the kids are getting poison and, and stuff that might be laced with something from the black market. You know, state-tested facilities need to be open where people can go and, and, and get them without worrying about it. And it's all about safe access. I mean, and you know, people need to understand. Taxpayers need to know that the city actually fought the, the ballot initiative, took it in front of Judge Hattie, and they lost. It probably costs the taxpayers about $10,000 because the city attorney is on retainer. She gets paid per case. They took it to court because 700 and at least 26 people signed the ballot initiative. And the council questioned it, said, no, we don't want this on the ballot. But I'm like, the people signed it. You know, and so they spent about $10,000 taking it to court to try to get it off the ballot. And Hattie said, no, these people voted for it. They knew what they, they signed it. They knew what they were signing. Just put it on the ballot and let the people decide. Why did the city waste $10,000 fighting it in court? Well, and, and then the question is, you, they fought it in court and lost, so this yes. initiative is going on the ballot, and now they've created this trigger ordinance, as you said, that I, I think anyone, if you're looking at it logically, uh, they've created this ordinance so that if the ballot initiative passes on November 8th, this ordinance, they will approve this ordinance. They, they purposely put their city council meeting off to two days after the election, Yes, and they will. I, I, I will. You know, time will tell. But I'm, pre- I'm pretty confident if, if the ballot initiative passes on the eighth, they will meet on the tenth. They will approve their trigger ordinance. That is their plan. Why else would they create this if exactly. they, if they were going to do it? And, and if, you know this. They have to have so many days in between. They have to have a first reading, public comment, second reading. They specifically. I waited an hour and a half when they went into closed session at the last meeting. For them, an hour and a half they took just to decide. That, hey, we're going to move the the the, the, uh, the council meeting from November third to November tenth, two days after the election, because they have to make sure that you know it passes before the before their ordinance will trigger. My question is, why not just pass it? I mean, just pass it. Why are you wasting time and money, you know, to try to circumvent something that seven hundred twenty six people in, in Brighton signed, to, you know, to be on the ballot? So I guess the ballot initiative. We'll see what happens, but it's not what people think and. We don't sell the kids. That's what's driving me crazy. It's this fear mongering. I call them the Reefer Madness Group. So, and, and with this, we should point out in the BrightonTruth.com website, uh, you do lead off with saying you want to open a medical marijuana facility, but there is going to be there are going to be recreational uh, marijuana yeah, available. Explain, there will be. explain that yeah. the use of that terminology. Because I got into cannabis 15 years ago for medical purposes and to help people, and I feel that all cannabis is medical. We have thousands of recreational customers at the Greenhouse or in Wild Lake that find medical uses for cannabis, sleep, anxiety, stress, relaxation. So to me, all cannabis is medical. And I'm going to open a medical cannabis facility that sells recreational because we'll cater to everybody. But I take medical very seriously, and I love helping people. And I call it medical cannabis. I call it what it is because it's medical to me. So I want to open a medical cannabis facility that educates people because it's about education. And, you know, you got Susan Gardner on the city council, and she seems to be the one spearheading the anti effort, and she always talks about my children, my grandchildren. I'm not selling cannabis to kids. I don't know where she's getting this from. 
You know, she needs to get into the modern day and age because that's not the case. And I actually want to challenge Susan Gardner or anybody from that Reefer Madness group that would love to debate me. I'll debate them live on your guys' show. I'll debate them in the middle of Main Street. Let's go to the library. I would love to debate Susan Gardner or anybody from this group about cannabis, its uses, and this ordinance. But what do you want to bet? Not one of them will step up. Not one of them will step up. I think the challenge scream. is out there. So uh, All right, well. <laughs> behind the keyboards and they'll scream behind closed doors. Debate me. Let's have an educational debate and tell me what you know about cannabis. And I'll let you know what I know and let's let, let the people decide. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I mean, look, I think that I think that's a debate that needs to be had because I think there's a lot of uh, conflicting information that's out there, and uh, I, I think that if, if 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 Susan Gardner or anyone else that is in opposition to this, uh, they 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 should step up and have an honest debate of ideas about she this. Owes that. Susan Gardner owes that to her constituents. If Susan Gardner really represents the people of Brighton, then get educated. Tell them why you feel what you feel and how you got to your determination of this, this is how you feel because you represent your constituents. You don't represent your own personal thoughts. So if you feel so strongly against this, let the people know that voted you in, why you're against it publicly. But talk to somebody that's educated like myself that runs a business that knows how it's run. I invite Susan Gardner into my store, never came. I invited Renee Pettengill to my store, never came. I've invited the council. And a few, you know, a few have stopped in. They've done their homework, and I appreciate that. But the ones that are against cannabis and have not done their homework, they should not be on city council. Well, period. I, I think the offer's been okay. it's been laid out there, and and we'll we'll entertain. Yeah. That uh, debate, if it ever happens, yeah, well, if anybody uh, steps forward or, or we lets would, us know. We would certainly facilitate that. I think it would be an interesting debate. And, and more importantly, it, it needs to happen before the November 8th uh, you know, election because I think voters need to know exactly what it is they're voting on. Uh, and, and I just, again, I think right, it's... Don't, it, and don't be disingenuous. Yeah, right. Be, be, be transparent. Why did you put an ordinance on, on the city website and start discussing it just before... You know, just before the election, why did you move the city council meeting two days after the election? Why are you going to public comment right. on an ordinance you shot down six months ago? That's that's. You're gonna, be honest. You're yeah. going to pass it. If this ordinance passes, your trigger ordinance is going to be the ordinance, and that's why I know that this is the ordinance, and that's why we're promoting the city's ordinance because somebody needs to tell the truth. Right. And again, if, if the website that you've opened up, uh, and again, we're talking with Jerry Millen, owner of the Greenhouse Dispensary in Walt Lake. Uh, the website is brightontruth.com that you've uh, put forward. Uh, you know, and, and you've sort of gone through these various myths as you've labeled them and, and sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of discussed why you believe each one of them is false and, and laid out information. And I want to point out, this is the interesting thing. I think sometimes you go to, the, to websites on issues and things like that, and there's a lot of what is basically opinion. And you'll see things that are, if you, I, I, looking through this website, what I like to look at, I like to see source material. And what I see when I look at this website is I see lots of links that take me to source material. So, for instance, if I want to look at the city's, uh, you know, uh, the ordinance, uh, the the, uh, the actual ordinance that the city is voting on, I click a link, and I'm actually looking at the actual ordinance as written by the city council. Um, you know, so I, I think it's important that people uh, actually, you know, uh, do their research. But I think when you can provide the actual source documents and you can lay out, like, hey, this is what is being talked about, not just somebody describing it. Oh, this is what they want to do, and there's no. Well, wait a minute, is it? Uh, I, I find that personally refreshing. I like to see that. It was important to link it back to the city because I know people would be like, "Oh, that's not we're voting on." No, it is. Here's the link right to Brighton's own website. This is their wording. You know, I'm just asking for 
people like Susan Garden to be transparent. Why are you doing this? You know, you're here for the people. When you're elected on city council, you're not there to represent your block or your flower club. You are there to represent that city as a whole. And it's your duty to be educated on all the topics. When you take on city council roles, that's that's very serious. You should be educated on all the topics you have to vote on or recuse yourself. And I don't feel some of the people on that council have done their homework. And I think their personal opinions have, have, have popped in. I mean, John, think about it. How many registered voters are in Brighton? What, 3,500? About 3,500, yeah. So what, 20, 25% of the registered voters signed a ballot initiative for recreational cannabis in Brighton. 20 to 25% signed a ballot initiative and then they stopped. Think about that. That's crazy. That's, that's 25% of their constituents. And, you know, and so now they're freaking because they're like, man, this might pass. Oh, we better we better do something. So they did. They put a trigger ordinance, and I'm glad they did because the city's ordinance is good. I love the city of Brighton's ordinance for marijuana. That's why I'm backing it. I'm backing the city's ordinance. All right. You can check out the website, brightontruth.com, and we should... Uh, point out that Jerry Jerry is a paid advertiser here on uh, Mike and John got it going on and uh, the the website of course something for you to check out and get educated prior to uh, prior to going to the polls yeah brightontruth.com and uh, uh, this issue I think is going to gain uh, interest and momentum as we uh, uh, come towards November eighth because you know I, I, the other side which I, is making a moralistic argument I mean when you look at the other side there their argument is 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 really moralistic. It's it's one well, of they're, John. They're freaking out. They yeah. want to they want to suppress my voice. They actually reached out to the Livingston County um, Voting Department and filed a complaint against the website. So they're freaking. They don't want the people to know the truth. It's amazing to me that people that scream we want truth and freedom that they want to cover up the truth. So brightonfruit.com is there. It's not going anywhere. My phone number and my email, my personal phone number and email are on there. You want to reach out to me with questions? You want to come to the store? You know, I put it out there. I, I'm, a, I'm an open book. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate that. Jerry Millen, of course, from the Greenhouse Dispensary in Walt Lake and uh, uh, the creator of BrightonTruth.com. We'll talk to you soon, Jerry. All right, Jerry. Thanks. Have a good day. Appreciate it. You too. Bye-bye. I don't know. A lot to be learned, you know, but we're asking people to do homework. I know. I did my homework. That's did you why do I have your the history lesson? Oh, that's my good. I'm, yes. I'm glad you did do <laughs> I, your homework. I did finally. do my homework. I mean, you know, it's about time you did your homework. <laughs> but uh, yes, you know, if you're looking for a property to rent, you don't need to do your homework. Wait a minute. You want me to do my homework? You don't want me to well, do my homework. Well, I'm just saying, if you're looking for a good property to rent, you can have somebody County, else do your homework for you. You certainly can, like Richter and Associates Property Management, licensed real estate brokers. Rental property experts in Livingston, Genesee, and Oakland counties. 40-plus years in the business. Located in downtown Howell. Go to their website, richterassoc.com. R-I-C-H-T-E-R-A-S-S-O-C.com. My wife tells me I'm, I'm saying that in my sleep now. You probably are. <laughs> well, I'm snoring. It's oh, quite Richter interesting. R-I-C-H-T-E-R-A-S-S-O-C.com. It's almost like, like Mickey. You're so fine. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Give them a call. 517-540-9560. Uh, and again, if you're looking for uh, some rental properties uh, in Livingston, Oakland, or Genesee counties, uh, they are the people to call. Or if you have a property that you would like managed... Give them a call. Again, Richter and Associates Property Management. They've been doing this for over 40 years. And you know, yeah. 40 years ago, I was graduating high school. Oh, my cool God. Car. Yeah. yeah. Well, 40 years ago, you would have already have graduated, right? 
because you graduated in June, I'm assuming. June of 82. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you, well, yeah, I would point, have been on my way to Central point, now. I was going to say, at this First point. First few weeks at Central. Okay, so oh, yeah. at this point, you would have been waking up in, what, a doorway? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Somewhere I would have been on, doing my homework. No, oh, well, yes, of course, getting ready for your Tuesday <laughs> yes, history lesson. I would have been up bright and early <laughs> saying, what class do I have homework okay. to finish up All before right. I get now there? Now we need MikeMarinoTruth.com. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard the myth. Now get the truth. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, two Cent History Lesson brought to you by Drew Goble of Oakland Insurance and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance. Call Drew Goble at 248-647-2500. Today is October 13th. All right. It is International Day for Failure. <laughs> well, you're in the Here's right Here's the thing. The old, if at first you don't succeed, yeah. try and try again. The Day for Failure website says, without the possibility of failure, there is no success. Let that sink in for a minute. I, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, unless you... I mean, when we first started this, we said, let's give it three months and see what happens. Did we think we were going to have a billboard? <laughs> and, and Hell look, no. Look how much things have changed. Did, well, the background's a little nicer. <laughs> we vacuumed. Right. No, you're right. You're true. This we, is on the road to success, my friend. Did we vacuum? Well, well, I think Rocky was just in here and he <laughs> ate all the crumbs. He ate the stuff off the floor. That's, <laughs> he's like a Roomba. That's going to call my next dog Roomba. <laughs> it's National Yorkshire Pudding Day. Hmm. Let's have some pudding. I don't you know, know what Yorkshire yeah, pudding is. I don't know that that's... Uh, it's probably got something gross in it. Well, because it's British, and they're yeah. you know that, that British, could be like might have meat in it or something. Or, I don't know. Yeah, because uh, don't. Oh no, this looks okay. Uh, it's a batter of eggs, flour, and milk. Any flavor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <What>? eggs, <laughs> eggs, flour, I mean, and milk. I, that's pretty. You I, might as well uh, just have eggs. It's, it's, uh, you know, those are the main. I see. Or a waffle. <laughs> um, it's U.S. Navy. The U.S. Navy birthday today. October 13th, and it's National Chess Day. Yeah. It's good to be the king. <laughs> I always like the rook. <laughs> you like the rook? I kind of like the rook. Well, the rook moves straight. I know. Right, left, forward, backward. But the rook sometimes would come out of left field when you weren't. You're like, yeah. oh, crap. There's the rook. And the rook would be like, damn. I really I didn't. came all the way across the board. Didn't see me coming, did you? Yeah. Or that yeah. horse move. <laughs> the knight. The knight. Yeah. Why they call the horse the knight, I don't know. Yeah. And the knight. He could go either way. <laughs> he was open. His choice. He was very versatile. That's the night. <laughs> he had open mind. He go he go straight to the left. He could or go straight to the right. However he felt. That's right. Whatever the, the whatever the moment called for. Whatever the, the queen said. <laughs> The night did. How did we turn chess into this <laughs> sexual know. thing? We'll have no chess no. in school. <laughs> okay. That's it. So making chess vulgar. That's right. 1792, George Washington laid the cornerstone of the White House. Do you but, think he really took that, that brick and put it there and yeah. said, did he really? Well, You're the historian. George Washington um, might have owned some slaves. So he may have had help. And when I say might have, he, he did. did. Uh, so I believe there might have been some, you know. Assistance. Uh, Direction. Okay, sure. Yeah. He was giving direction. Or slave labor. Right. Yeah. Those little, those little ugly moments of history. So on this day in 1860, the first aerial photograph was taken from a balloon in Boston. Hmm. It's really the the advent of the drone. It kind of was. Do you think first. about it? Yeah. It was the first drone. Now, what it, year was that now? It was... Uh, 
1860. So it was probably one of those oh, big cameras. Camera, you can imagine. It was about that big. It wasn't a guy with a cell phone no, up did there. Did he try and hang it over the side? <laughs> ah, oh, damn. Watch out! <laughs> Look out below! <laughs> Sorry! Heads up. <laughs> so. <laughs> get, quick, get this Four. balloon out of here. <laughs> yeah, can you get this balloon Let's get go. Fast. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it was on this day in 1965 yeah. The Who recorded My Generation mm. Wow The Pi Studios Great Great I think that was probably the first Riff. Who song That I really said that they're, they're pretty cool Yeah Besides they, they wore some cool jackets and stuff too <laughs> 1979 Michael Jackson went to number one On the US single charts With Don't Stop Till You Get Enough mm. It was his second, number one. Want to take a guess at the first? Oh, uh, this is Off the Wall, right? Isn't that the Off the Wall the album? Off the Wall, 1979. Okay, so if... Can't stop, oh, that was... Uh, Rock With You, right, John? Duh, thank you. I don't I, know if that's it or not. That was the first one that came to mind. I'm pretty sure that was it, right? Rock With You yeah. all night, yeah. All right. We'll get the I staff on it. I'm <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that was a roller rink classic in 1979. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, Rock With You didn't come out till November 3rd. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I was wrong. I was. <laughs> Pull up the album. You were. Woo, woo, woo. 1992, yeah. a new record for circling the globe by airplane was set when an Air France supersonic jet airliner, it was a big old jet airliner, completed. A circumnavigation in 33 hours. Mm. Circle the globe. Yeah. Round and round. Did we find out what the first number one was? Oh, I stopped looking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Ben. Well, it's going round and round. Was Ben now? Was Ben Michael Jackson solo, or was that a Jackson phone? I think that was solo. Okay, so and that would have been right, now, prior now to 1979. Okay. Michael ben was his Jackson. rat, if I remember right. Number one. <laughs> and finally, it was on this day in 2010, the last 33 miners trapped underground in Chile for 69 days were brought to the surface. Rescuers still, uh, still underground held up a sign for the TV crews that said, Mission Accomplished Chile, which was seen on TV and the internet audience estimated more than 1 billion viewers around the world to see that rescue live right and we're doing the research yeah. still researching yeah I'm, we're getting an ad okay. from usa yeah, today yeah, yeah. we USA don't want to buy don't uh, subscribe to that come on i'm getting there yeah. that's okay. that oh we're that done was, that was your two cent <laughs> history it. lesson pencils down oh crap I, <laughs> test time's <laughs> over i'm i don't stop it i don't know <laughs> we'll, we'll have that answer tomorrow <laughs> oh no we're waiting for it you are gonna wait, wait for it <laughs> The Two Cent History Lesson brought to you by Oakland Insurance. Yeah. Owning a business is a labor of love. Sometimes you got to work harder than your, your partners do. But frankly, your insurance shouldn't make more work for you. That's why you have your, your partner do it. And that's why you call Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance. You can depend on Drew and Oakland Insurance, a Michigan-based Frankenmuth insurance possible, uh, personally work for you. For all your insurance needs, whether it's work or home, call Drew today, 248-647-2500, Oakland Insurance. It was Ben. Yeah, it was. I told you that. Okay. 
I believe you. But you, cr- you double checked. I wasn't that's sure. I, didn't, I thought research. I thought was like, wasn't that a Jackson Five thing? But I mean, no. Uh, Jackson Five was ABC. Well, they had oh, lots I of hits. I mean, you know. But those were the cool yeah. ones. My name is Michael. I've got a nickel. I know. That wasn't the Jackson. I know that. Thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's on the same time, wasn't it? Though? Yeah, probably. <laughs> my K-Tel hits. <laughs> you got a brand new roller? You got a brand new She key? wore it. <laughs> you know, owning a business can be a labor of love. It can be. It can be a pain in the butt, well, too. Well, yeah, you never know. All right. When your partner starts singing, it's, it's a teeny-weeny yellow polka dot bikini. You're like, why am I in business yeah, with this awesome. person? Yeah. 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 Help me. <laughs> there is no. But I will tell you this. Will you? If you're into this trivia as much as you think you are. And I'm into trivia like oh, yeah. you think I Well, this weekend's your weekend, fella. Do I get clues? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I had to you give have, a clue you today. Have no clues. That's right. Severe Weather Network, the homeless shelter, they are holding their big trivia night uh, this weekend, Saturday, October 15th, at St. Patrick Parish Life Center. Cash prizes. There's going to be uh, snacks there, a bar available, 50-50 drawing, all to raise money for the great work that the Severe Weather Network does. And, of course, they're uh, up against a fundraising challenge, and so uh, they're hoping to uh, see a big turnout this weekend. Again, Saturday, October 15th at St. Patrick Parish. You can find more information online. Where? LivingstonSWN.org. What? <laughs> what? How? Well, you got to do it like Barbarino now. What? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? St. Patrick Where? Parish. This when? Saturday <laughs> at 7. Wow. <laughs> you bet it's wow. <laughs> Tickets are Should just $35. And again, that's to help out the severe weather now. All right. I don't have anything coming up for post show today. That's your pre warning for those that watch us on YouTube. So we're counting on John. Oh, you're screwed. You're not going to sing, are you? <laughs> I hope not. What John got it going on? been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.